of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. I want to take my scripture or scripture reading from the gospel according to St. John in chapter 12. If time will permit me, I'll go read Luke in chapter 17. But I'll start with this. John chapter 12. John 12. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 dinari and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box. And he used to take what was put in the box. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always. But me, you do not have always. Praise the Lord. There's an account, Luke 17, of the ten lepers. That saw Jesus coming into town. And they stood afar and shouted, Master, have mercy on us. Then he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the high priest, which of course will mean there will be something to show the high priest. But by some few steps away from Jesus or from where they were standing, they discovered that they were healed, totally cleansed. Then one returned to give thanks. Then Jesus asked the question, were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the nine? Why will it be only this one, a Samaritan, that will return to give thanks? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just some few thoughts on these two passages. I looked in the Bible, many areas Jesus gives thanks. You know, thanksgiving is not what you talk so much about, but what you do. Yeah? So Jesus gave thanks quite a number of times. For example, at the resurrection of Lazarus, he gave thanks. And of course, at the feeding of the 5,000, every allusion was that he gave thanks. But here in these two passages, he analyzed thanksgiving. He watched people's behaviors. Then he made some comments. 
So I just want to latch on these comments in the next 10, 15 minutes and make my own comments of Jesus' comments. I realize, looking at these two passages, that every Thanksgiving act is intentional. It's an opportunity seized. You don't just do it. You must want to do it. You say, how? Yeah. Let's take the turn. They were walking away as lepers. Then suddenly, they were cleansed. Now, before they can be certified, cleansed, they had to conclude that journey, get to the high priest, that would give them a clean certificate. But at that point, one of them, the others continue, I mean, I just imagine, they would have rushed. That one stopped for a while, and he turned back. Tell anybody, say, Thanksgiving will require your turning back. It's an intentional action. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. A lot of times people meet me and say, I don't know the will of God concerning this matter. Could it be that um, all you need to do is to start giving thanks in that situation? Because there's, at least there's a will of God concerning you that you know. What's the will? Give thanks. And he says, in, I say, in everything, give thanks. You can't miss it with thanksgiving. I heard the preacher say, that passage didn't say, for everything. Probably just semantics. I don't know. But I enjoyed this preaching. I may not be able to thank God for everything. But I'm expected to, and by his grace, to give thanks in everything. I believe when we give thanks in everything, we always find the will of God. Number two, thanksgiving is the divine locator. In other words, what I'm saying is this, your thanksgiving will locate you. You say, what do you mean? Okay. When this one leper returned, the first thing Jesus said was this, I can see you. I'm not quoting him now. I can see you. Where are the others? Do you know why I could see him? His thanksgiving. You can prove it in many ways through the Bible. But I believe that it was because of thanksgiving that God picked David. Remember in 1 Samuel 16, the opening verse, God was talking to Samuel. He said, how long will you mourn and sorrow over so I have rejected him. Wow. Say, so, see, I have found myself a king. Ooh. He said, fill your horn with oil and go to the home of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. He said, but what will happen to him? God told him what to do. Don't analyze that. Then he got there. All the men that were men were paraded. None of them. And then God had to say to him, men have a habit of looking at the external, but God looks at the internal. Worship begins from within. Thanksgiving begins from the within. The true praise of God begins from within. 
And because he knew he wouldn't have missed God, he said, are these all? He said, only one. He said, no, we're not going to sit down until you bring him here. And that was how David was anointed king. I believe strongly that the reason was this. There was one guy I forgot him out there, but that never stopped worshiping God. Every day he was writing hymns. Every psalm you see were his meditations. When I consider the heavens, the stars and the moon, and the works of your finger, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is the son of man that you visited him? And how did he bring us? Oh Lord our God, how excellent. I believe he was located by his worship. Well, what do you say to the situation of Paul and Silas? Huh? Arms and feet in the socks. Locked up in the dungeon. Dungeon, far, 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 on the ground. I mean, they would have been forgotten there forever. Probably died there. But the Bible says, at midnight, they prayed and they sang praises. And all the inmates heard them. <laughs> and everyone that heard, animate and inanimate, responded. He told them how an earthquake visited them and every chain was broken. Every door was flung open. Every unbeliever got converted. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Holy Ghost that converts men. So much so that the jailer said, he was going to kill himself actually. But when he saw that nobody was looking for an escape, the terrorized became terror to those terrorizing them. He said, what will I do to be saved? Believe. Your thanksgiving will locate you. Number three, thanksgiving will always acknowledge the benefactor. A lot of times, people assume that it's their right to be shown benevolence. No, nobody owes anybody anything. So if somebody comes out or goes out of their way to say, hey, appreciate them. That's why it is said that those who are thankful live a more fulfilled life. You know, we sit on the plane and I'll say to my wife, look at all these here hostesses. I mean the crew on the plane. A number of them not believers, but so civil, so respectful. Why? Because they love their jobs. Even when you have been nasty to them, they remain civil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It only behooves you to say thank you when they give you a cup. It will make him want to come back to you. It will make him want to come back to you. It acknowledges the benefactor. The woman with the alabaster flask was not invited. She was a commoner. She was a sinner. Women were not invited. It wasn't a place for women. Because of the culture. The leaders of the nation, the leaders of the church, the leaders of the culture were all there. But this woman wouldn't be deterred. Hello? Went straight, broke in, calling it crashing. But the amazing thing was that nobody could stop her. Normally, in that culture, they would stop you. They would dare you. But because... She was acknowledging the benefactor. Nobody dared. She walked straight, and everybody stood looking, or sat looking. She went right behind him and broke the flask and started anointing him. One of the gospels said, anointing him from the head. 
The other said from the feet. But somebody solved, solved the problem. Say, any anointing you pour on your head will flow to your feet. So no argument. Psalm 133. And so she wiped her feet. A lot of times you think those who are up there don't need encouragement. Your thanksgiving is an encouragement to your benefactor. The scripture I have for this is Psalm 50, verse 23. It says, Whoso offers praise does what? Glorifies him. So if I'm offering praise to God, he is glorified. He deserves it. But much more than that, he desires it. Thanksgiving, number four. We attract more benevolence from the benefactor. In Yoruba, we have an adage. Anybody who pray know? Which literally means if you give thanks for the gift of yesterday, you will get much more. Just make the person want to give more, want to do more. And of course, in Psalm 67, he says, Let the people praise you, O God. Let the people praise you. And the ground of his own volition, what? We yield this increase. Five. Thanksgiving is an accelerated part to a fulfilled life. You say, what do you mean? They would have died as worthless lepers. Oh, but they were all healed and they were not all. They didn't all come back to give thanks. Yes, they were all healed. But remember when that one came? He said, your faith has made the whole. Now, those ones get healed. They got healed physically. He got healed spiritually. Come on, emotionally. And physically, what is fulfillment in life? What on earth can you have enough to have, fulfill, to have fulfillment? Nothing but Jesus. Nothing. It's not women, it's not men, it's not booze, it's not money, it's not fame. But that one leper will never be forgotten. Apart from having a rich life, he left a rich and eternal legacy. That's why we're talking of him today. The same thing with the woman. As part of fact, Jesus said, you know what? Anywhere this gospel is preached, a memorial is set up for this woman. Your thanksgiving will ensure your fulfillment here and, of course, an everlasting legacy. Having said this much, Thanksgiving is a choice, isn't it? Because that woman chose to do what she did. She wasn't invited. And then she risks being disgraced. And probably jailed or stoned. But she made a choice. Those ten all experienced the same thing. Nine continued the journey. One chose to return. It's a choice. Thanksgiving will provoke divine wisdom and supernatural creativity. You say, how? Those nights thought the best thing to do would be get your certificate of cleansing first. He thought the first thing is to say thank you. He got much more. That wisdom was not natural. The woman with the alabaster flask 
with all that was against her. She got in there. She took the best she had, lavished it on the master. And some there said, in fact, their host said, if this man is truly a prophet referring to Jesus, he should have known, or he would have known that this is a sinner. But Jesus, perceiving his thoughts, said, wait a minute, and gave a parable. The one to whom much is forgiven will love more. That's the told him. And then, of course, some were saying, this is waste. Just wasting resources. Lavishing this on a man. That's the natural thinking. But that's not the God thinking. In fact, Judas is carried let that revolt. But Jesus said, <laughs> since I came in here, as is expected of you, Simeon, my host, you should have given me water to wash. You didn't. At least wash my feet. You didn't. You should have anointed my head with oil. You didn't. And none of the august visitors seated here said that this woman came in and everything you've denied me, she has done and much more. He said, she has done all that she could. I'm about to stop. But let me just quickly say this. From there they came, non-entities, worthless. But after Thanksgiving, they left as eternal celebrities. And talk of wisdom in Romans chapter 1, I think 21. If you just put it there, let everybody see. I close with that. Because although they knew God, they did not what? But whosoever, whosoever offered praise does what? They did not glorify him as God, nor were what? I can hear you. But became what? What does that mean? In their thinking, they become what? Futile. What does it mean? She read English. They became imbeciles, depraved. Imbeciles, depraved, worthless. The seat of their creativity became futile, worthless, achieving nothing meaningful because they did not give thanks. If you read further, you'd be amazed where the world is going, but let me leave it here. My question is this, will you choose to thank him today? I'm sure you all want to thank him. I want to thank him. Will you choose to do your thanksgiving today unhindered? Because it's a choice. But you see, if you're not born again, you will try. But let me assure you, you probably won't get there. In fact, you will not get there. You say, why? Because the Bible says so. So your first step is to accept him as your Lord and Savior, which is an acknowledgement that indeed he's the Savior, he's the creator and the Savior. I tell people, whenever I have the opportunity, we live our lives by choices or through decisions. But there's one that you must make in your lifetime if you're born of a woman. 
And that is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. To miss that is to render the whole of this realm or this period of your existence as useless. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.